The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Mondays are a good thing. Just keep telling yourself that. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, October 25th, 2021, Monday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. John Houghton. Born in 1486, he was the proto-martyr of the English Reformation. He served as a parish priest after graduating from Cambridge, then became a Carthusian and the prior of the Carthusian Charter House of London. As an opponent of King Henry VIII's acts of succession and supremacy, he was arrested, but was released temporarily. He then refused to swear to the oath of supremacy, the first man to make this refusal. He was dragged through the streets and executed at Tyburn with four companions, by being hanged, drawn, and quartered. St. John Houghton died in 1535. St. John Houghton, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you, and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. What could that woman see, the woman of today's gospel? Bent double for 18 years, she could only look down. Maybe she hadn't looked at the stars for years. Maybe she'd even given up trying to look at the trees. It was all too much effort. And can you imagine the gossip about her in the village? particularly at a time when physical deformity was seen as a punishment from God. Putting it simply, if you were in any way disabled, it was proof of your sin. Just imagine what those witty but wicked tongues might have come up with. The old cow might have been an obvious one, not because of her character, but simply because like a cow, she only ever looked down to the ground. Maybe some called her the table, because she moved around like one, her legs like moving table legs, her body like its surface. A more modern wit might call her the ironing board. But what for others was an object of derision was for you, Jesus, 
a child of God, a member of the chosen people. And so you called her a daughter of Abraham. You say, and ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? It's curious, Jesus, that you give us this detail. 18 years. It shows us your divine knowledge. You knew about her life. Now, of course, there's a literal truth here. The woman had really been 18 years like this. But perhaps there's also a symbolic truth. Although we can't be sure of all the Old Testament dates, a traditional chronology puts the call of Abraham around the year 1800 BC. With Abraham begins the history of the people of Israel. The woman's 18 years stands for Israel's 1800 years. Perhaps our Lord is saying here that this woman's condition also symbolically represents the people of Israel, bent double, hearing God's call, but unable to look up fully to him. Abraham could look at the stars, but from then onwards Israel gradually bent itself double with all its laws and regulations and its sins. But here too, Holy Spirit, maybe you're also teaching us through this text that we are this woman. It's not just Israel. If Israel stopped looking up to God through all its legalism and infidelity, we too can find ourselves bent over, stooping down to earth in other ways. For some of us it could be through a very rigid faith, We reduce our faith to rules and prescriptions. We're looking down to earth and not up to heaven with the faith of Abraham. The faith of Abraham sees the stars. The narrowness of men can only see the mud. Or maybe, Lord God, instead of looking up to you, we look down to possessions or human success, which are all forms of mud, earth, all mere matter. Perhaps even worse, We're like cows who spend all day looking down to the grass, munching away. Now I often see cows because I have to say mass a few days a week in a place in the country. And so I drive out of my city to go past fields which are packed full of grass-chewing bovines. Perhaps technology, while promising to open up to us boundless horizons, frequently reduces us to a cow-like condition. We go through life looking down at a phone, not quite chewing it, but certainly chewing up all the data. Certainly our head bowed all the time, consuming useless data or sending pointless messages. I think it was Baden-Powell, the founder of the Scouts, who recommended simply looking up. Looking up to see the foliage of a tree. Looking up to see the buildings around us. Looking up to experience the wide expanse of the sky. And if we do that, we can give thanks to God for his glory and power. But let's go back to today's gospel. We read, And there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. But you see her immediately, Jesus, with your eyes of mercy. You don't see a freak. You don't see a sinner. You don't see a pathetic, ridiculous figure. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. Lord, your word is freedom. This is a human person, a woman, 
with inherent dignity. You free us too of our infirmities, particularly in the sacrament of confession. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. To be made straight, to be freed from our addictions, from that looking down. Instead of that, we look up to you, O God, to praise you. Praise is the form of prayer which most looks up to God. Even petition, as good as it is, and you encourage it a lot, Jesus, is still somehow looking down to ourselves and to our needs. We see the freedom of this woman in Christ, but the ruler of the synagogue, spiritually speaking, is bent over in his rigidity. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed in the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on these days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. And here, Jesus, we see one of those few times you get angry. It seems to me that there are three things which make you angry. Hardness of heart, hypocrisy, and gross disrespect to your father. This latter we see when your anger, when the people were buying and selling in the temple. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the, from the manger and lead it away to water it? Yes, the Jews of the time would take a dumb animal for watering on the Sabbath. But according to the rigid interpretation of the law then prevalent, you couldn't heal a sick person because that was work. But here again, Jesus, we see the revolution you have carried out, that revolution of mercy. God's law is mercy. God's mercy is freedom. And you call on us to be instruments of divine mercy. And this is something really beautiful and really exciting. A great way to be freed of our own infirmities, of all those things which bend us over, is to help free others. Are we not weighed down by so many cares because we think too much of ourselves? But if we help to liberate others, we will find liberation ourselves. Instead of accusing and judging them, let's liberate them. And a particularly good day to do this is on a Sunday, which is the new Christian Sabbath, the day of the resurrection, the great day of our liberation from sin. I remember when I was a student, the proponents of Sunday trading were very active. They were precisely in my country trying to bring Sunday trading in. And an argument which they used uh, was to talk of the freedom it would bring. We'd be free to shop when we liked. We'd be free to go to malls. It would be a great day of relaxation, a great day of liberty. And the liberty, well, the result was really the opposite. We're less free than ever. So many people have to work to give up their Sundays. And the family is suffering as a result. And we're no longer free to go to church. And so Sunday has become a day of commerce, not a day of liberation, not a day for God and the family. The original biblical idea of the Sabbath very much included freedom. It certainly celebrated creation, God's rest from his work of creation. But it also celebrated Israel's liberation from Egypt. And on that day, at least in principle, no one worked, not even slaves. All were somehow equal before God to worship him and find rest, freedom and perspective in him.
Let's keep trying to liberate Sunday, to make it a day for God and others, when we're free from work and commerce, and even free from our addictions. How sad it would be to spend the whole Sunday on our phones or before a a computer. Perhaps one thing we could try, if we don't pray every day already, would be the Sunday Rosary, particularly en famille. We're in October still, the month of the Rosary, and we could ask ourselves, has it made a difference? If not, this could be one way to make a good, positive change in our lives, the Sunday Rosary. And could we make it a day of liberation for others, by carrying out some extra work of mercy? The Blessed Virgin Mary was never bent over. She always looked up to God. Let's ask her that we can join in her joyful praise of God, as in her Magnificat, freed from all our addictions. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. Our liturgical day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time, October 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin our day of prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory, the Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war? Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, 
Heads lift higher heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me.
Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength, and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, 
You saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the Book of Wisdom It was the wicked who, with hands and words, invited death, considered it a friend, and pined for it, and made a covenant with it, because they deserved to be in its possession. They who said among themselves, thinking not aright, Let us oppress the needy just man. Let us neither spare the widow, nor revere the old man, for his hair grown white with time. But let our strength be our norm of justice, for weakness proves itself useless. Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us, he is the censure of our thoughts. Merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like other men's, and different are his ways. He judges us debased. He holds aloof from our paths as from things impure. He calls blessed the destiny of the just and boasts that God is his Father. Let us see whether his words be true. Let us find out what will happen to him. For if the just one be the Son of God, he will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test, that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience." Let us condemn him to a shameful death. For according to his own words, God will take care of him. These were their thoughts. But they erred, for their wickedness blinded them. And they knew not the hidden counsels of God. Neither did they count on a recompense of holiness, nor discern the innocent soul's reward. For God formed man to be imperishable, the image of his own nature he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who are in his possession experience it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. The wicked said, Let us be in wait for the just man, for he disapproves of our way of life, and calls himself the Son of God. Let Let us test test the the truth truth of his words. God God will deliver him from the hands of his enemies if he truly is his Son. He trusted in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Let us test the truth of his words. God will deliver him from the hands of his enemies if he truly is his Son. A reading from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement, Pope. Dear friends, take care that God's blessings, which are many, do not become the condemnation of us all. We must live lives worthy of Him 
and in mutual harmony do what is good and acceptable in his sight. He tells us, The Spirit of the Lord is a lantern, searching the hidden places of our inmost being. We must remember how near he is, and that no thought of ours, no conversation we hold, is hidden from him. It is right, therefore, that we should not turn our backs and flee from God's will. We should rather give offense to stupid and foolish men, puffed up and taking pride in their boastful speech, than give offense to God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus, whose blood was shed for us. Let us respect those in authority. Let us honor the presbyters. Let us train the young in the fear of God. Let us lead our wives toward all that is good. Let them show by their conduct that they are lovers of chastity. By their gentleness, let them reveal a pure and sincere disposition. By their silence, let them manifest the control they have over their tongues. Let them bestow an equal charity, without respect for persons, on all who have a holy fear of God. Your children must share in the way of discipleship in Christ. They must learn how effective humility is before God, what chaste love can accomplish with God, how good and noble is the fear of God, for it brings salvation to all who possess it and who live holy lives with a pure heart. The one whose spirit is in us is the searcher of our thoughts and of the counsels of our hearts. At his will he shall take that spirit from us. All this is strengthened by the faith that comes to us in Christ. He himself addresses us through the Holy Spirit and says, Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Is there a man who wants life, desiring to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking what is false. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and go in pursuit of it. The Father is merciful in all he does and full of generosity. He is loving to those who fear him. In goodness and gentleness he gives his graces to those who approach him with undivided hearts. We must then put away all duplicity and not be distrustful in the face of his excelling and ennobling gifts. Bless the Lord God at all times, and ask him to guide you in his paths, so so that that all all that you do may be rooted in in him. Ask God to guide you, that you may do what is pleasing to him in sincerity and with all your strength, so So that that all that that you do may be rooted in in him. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in conversation with God, and we'll pray morning prayer in just a little bit on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app from Monday, October 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord encounters a woman who has been crippled for 18 years. And he also encounters the religious leaders. It's from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. 
she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her. Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Now, the narrative itself about the woman stooped over and the Lord healing her is quite striking in itself, but let's take a look at this in another way. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. St. Augustine comments upon today's Gospel passage, This was how the Lord found her after 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. She is a symbol of those who have their hearts set on the things of this world. Eventually, these souls lose the capacity to look up to heaven, to contemplate God, and to see him in the wonders of creation. The person who is bent over is only able to see the ground at his feet. Whoever seeks what is of here below does not recall at what great a price he was redeemed. In this situation, one forgets that created goods exist to serve us on our way to heaven. In the end, the worldly soul is left with a thoroughly impoverished universe. The devil prevented the woman of the gospel passage from looking up to heaven for 18 years. Unfortunately, some people spend their entire lives just looking at the earth. They have become bound by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. The concupiscence of the flesh prevents the soul from seeing God. As Jesus taught, only the pure in heart will see God. Lust of the flesh is not limited to disordered sensuality. It also means softness, laziness, bent on the easiest, most pleasurable way, any apparent shortcut, even at the expense of infidelity to God. St. John tells us that the other enemy is the lust of the eyes a deep-seated avariciousness that leads us to appreciate only what we can touch. Such eyes are glued to earthly things, and consequently they are blind to supernatural realities. We can then use this expression of sacred scripture to indicate that disordered desire for material things, as well as that deformation which views everything around us, other people, the circumstances of our life and of our age, with just human vision. Then the eyes of our soul grow dull, 
Reason proclaims itself sufficient to understand everything without the aid of God. In this way does our existence fall prey unconditionally to the third enemy, pride of life. It's not merely a question of passing thoughts of vanity or self-love. It's a state of general conceit. Let's not deceive ourselves, for this is the worst of all evils, the root of every false step. These enemies of our soul will never triumph if we struggle to be sincere and if we place our hope in the Lord. He will lift up our eyes to heaven. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church, and we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? 
why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters, your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now. and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The The vaults vaults of heaven heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, 
and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The, the vaults of heaven, heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve, Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers, without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve, Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together. The prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.